the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. SalemPodcastNetwork.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Republican presidential candidates reacting to the possibility Donald Trump may bypass the first primary. Trump campaign officials say the former president has yet to make a final decision on his plans, but he has indicated both publicly and privately that he's not inclined to participate in the Milwaukee debate. Chris Christie criticized the threatened boycott, telling CNN that Trump owes it to the Republican Party and the voters to stand up and defend his record. In a Fox News interview, Ron DeSantis said he planned to participate in the debate regardless of Trump's decision and called the debate an important part of the process. Greg Clugston, Washington. Six people killed in the crash of a business jet in Southern California. Officials in Riverside County say the Cessna C-550 went down near the French Valley Airport just before sunrise during very heavy fog. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka doesn't follow the president. It made it harder for people to buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace and it turns into a gun. You can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. That's weird. Putting a piece of plastic on the end of a gun makes it fire a different caliber weapon. I bring you the 46th Commander in Chief. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Go nowhere. Another full hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner edition, Mitch Berg, here on AM 1280. The Patriot inside your 2 o'clock hour this afternoon. Let's look at your weather forecast. Tonight's low around 56 degrees with mostly clear skies for the evening hours. Into Sunday, more sunshine for the afternoon with a high in the mid-80s. Monday, high around 90 with sunshine. It's AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with Mitch Berg coming up. following program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World is the Wind Beneath the Right Wing, the show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. In our 20th year of dominating Twin Cities media, uh, along with a small coterie of conservative media dedicated to telling you the truth that is too inconvenient for most of the mainstream media, uh, we, in this case, are uh, Jack Tomzak, who's coming up at 3 o'clock today. Brad Carlson, 1 o'clock tomorrow here on AM 12A, The Patriot. And, of course, uh, King Banyan, who has been doing the best show in the business anywhere in the world on economics over on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, since 1926? No, 2010. Seems almost that long. Holy cow. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, I, I get to thinking about gaps in time a lot. As I get to be more than 25 years old, I think about about elapsed time. For example, the, the crack I made before the break about Entebbe happening considerably closer to the end of the Holocaust, you know, the murder of millions of Jews, uh, precipitating the founding of the state of Israel, a state dedicated to no more murdering of Jews, uh, than to the present day, 47 years in this case. And I got to thinking. I had my first talk radio gig uh, from 1985 to 1987 at the Evil Talk Empire, which is now a useless sports station, like more useless than most sports stations. Sorry, Brad Carlson. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, I thought sports stations are fine. A good sports station is a wonderful thing. My alma mater 
at the right of the uh, AM dial is not a good sports station. What can I say? It's it's a waste of a frequency. Uh, it's, it's it's kind of a shame to watch what's happened to my radio alma mater. And anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did my first talk show back then. And then I was completely out of the talk radio business for 17 years. And in those 17 years, I had a career as a nightclub DJ a complete career as a technical writer. I got into my third career, if you leave out nightclubbing, but count radio. I was married. I was divorced. I had two kids and raised three. One of them was, was I was a temp for, for, for the third one. Uh, from You, you can figure, fill in the blanks there. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of details. But I had a whole life in those 17 years, uh, just I mean, I, I documented a bunch of it in my old series 20 years ago today, which is going on 20 years old itself. And during that time, after that, I mean, that, that talk show ended in April of 1987. And it took me 17 years to get back on the air, at least back on the air doing talk radio. I had a few other radio jobs working at music stations, a, a country station, a, a, a oldies station, a a public radio station, not one of the big ones, one of the little tiny ones. I did some radio, but I never got to do I, my My talk radio bug stayed dormant for 17 years. And I used to think, wow, 17 years, that's such a long time. And it kind of smacked me upside the head this morning. In the time that I've been doing this show, which, again, we're in our 20th year, all that other stuff happened in that time. And three years less than that time. It just that was heavy. That kind of blew my mind here, folks. At any rate, uh, so this is what uh, we're talking about, about the usurpation of freedom. And some of it is, I mean, Governor Waltz's platitudes notwithstanding, the fact that government is is pretty much challenging those of us who care about freedom to, to fight for it. And the, And there's others that are just, the government assuming you don't care that much about it. We'll come back to that. We we had a call during the break uh, complimenting me on the way I articulate concepts and big words, which for which I'm I'm thankful. I appreciate hearing. It's always nice to hear, especially since I have gotten some flack at times for using three four syllable words. Glad to hear I don't leave people hanging. Uh, one of the one of the comments this person said was that it kind of shows the value of a college education. And and for that, I think my, my, excuse me, college major advisor, Dr. Blake, who was an English professor who turned me into a conservative intentionally, not not opposite world like professors today do, uh, by being so ham-fisted about their ideology that they create campus conservatives. No, he was an actual fire-breathing Reagan Republican. And by the time I got to my sophomore year, so was I. Uh, bit by bit at a time. And it was, he made me read a lot of the stuff that I think made me the talk show host I am today. People like Solzhenitsyn, Dostoevsky, Tolstoy, uh, Bulgakov, uh, P.J. O'Rourke, Paul Johnson. And and what I hear a lot of my conservative friends nowadays say, well, college is basically a waste of time. Unless you're an engineer or a scientist, science major, it's pretty much a waste of time. Go to trade school. And there, I can understand the point. And by the way, even when I was in high school, I thought, boy, a lot of our teachers are really shorting the idea of VOTEC for an awful lot of people who do not want to go to college and probably could do more than, than work at the grocery store or different and make more money at it. Uh, even back then, I knew two things. A, the traditional, acad- traditional uh, academia shorted the idea of vocational education. And that being said, notwithstanding, I didn't want to go into any of that. I had not the faintest interest in going into any trade whatsoever. You could have told me I would triple my income if I'd gone into plumbing or HVAC or being an electrician. I said, that's great. have no interest in it. I live in my head and I want to find a career where I do that. And by the way, I've been very blessed at being able to do that. I'm I'm the only English major I know with a couple engineering patents pending, so something worked. And I had a vocation as well. I mean, I'd started working in radio when I was 15, and I figured at that point, 
not without reason, that I could go on and make a living in radio because once I got out of college, it's what I did. But I urge people not to think that, that mental articulation, being able to take apart concepts, is something that necessarily comes from a college education. In fact, these days, it's less likely than it even used to be before. Uh, although there are people who can, who can do that, people who can convey that and, and retain it. But i got to say, one of the smartest people I've ever known in my life, uh, one of the most intellectually facile, as in having a high intellectual facility person I've ever known, was a guy I used to play in a band with back 30-odd years ago who dropped out of 10th grade. Had been working as a cook, working as an errand guy, working as a gopher for years and years and years. Ever since, well, I mean, we were all in our 20s at that point. So not that many years, but he was so well-read, so very, very well-read, and not just well-read about Pulp Fiction or even, I mean, he knew more about English, especially Irish literature, than a lot of people with MAs in literature that I knew then and now, and could carry, I mean, he's a brilliantly articulate guy, just was not into school, had not ever been into school, didn't do school. It's, I, I guess, the, my point of this response to that very gracious phone call is education and schooling aren't the same thing. And by the way, I, I appreciate the compliment uh, the, the caller gave me. I do deeply. But schooling... Is you can get an education from schooling, but you can also get very, very well educated by by reading, by diving into the challenging stuff, the stuff on the deep end of our intellectual culture as a civilization. I mean, I, I challenge anyone to read uh, two or three of Paul Johnson's best books, say Modern Times, The Intellectuals, uh, The Birth of the Modern. Uh, probably two or three of his others, and not come out knowing more about the intellectual, scientific, and moral traditions of Western civilization than your typical person with a B.A. from McAllister. I mean, not that it's hard these days, but even even back when that still conferred some value. Uh, so I, if you've got a kid in your life who may not be thinking in terms of, I want to go on to college and, and get a degree and sell shoes and, and be paralyzed by student loans, more follow your follow the best path you can find and your children your younger relatives in your life help them find the best path, possible path for them but being well read is education it teaches you how to think it teaches you how to think critically and how to reason and those are skills that are so endangered these days as Anyone who follows this station's critique of our society uh, doesn't need to have explained to them. Speaking of critiques, of thanks again for the phone call. I do appreciate it uh, deeply. Um, speaking of which, one of the bits of history that I follow, just because it's sort of a benchmark that I have observed in measuring the decline of society, is looking back on what happened in New York City in the 1970s and early 1980s, even into the mid-late 80s when I first went there. I mean, New York City uh, essentially said, decline is inevitable, enjoy it. I mean, coexist with the decline. Uh, little things like, you're going to get mugged. People who lived in New York and, and fell into that the, the trap of, of coexisting with disorder said, yeah, getting mugged is just one of the prices you pay for living in the greatest city in the history of the world. To which anyone who had not suffered, <laughs> who was not suffering from Stockholm Syndrome, speaking of things from the 1970s, looked at and, and thought, you're nuts. And they were nuts. It, it, it viewed from a human perspective, that was insane. You had people in New York literally saying, yeah, you're going to get mugged. That's just a part of life. What you do is you learn to coexist. For example, they would say, and this was advice handed down by the New York City police, carry an extra wallet. Keep a little money in it and maybe an old driver's license so it doesn't look like a decoy, but 
you know, stuff it with expired credit card, maybe uh, an old store card that you that you closed out, uh, your old driver's license, and enough money where they won't feel insulted. Because there were people who were stabbed to death for not having enough money in their wallet when the mugger went to the trouble of, you know, mugging them. Now, this past winter, or maybe spring, Minneapolis Police Department did a similar email, a social media post saying, hey, Got to learn how to live with the fact that there's some criminals in our society. Learn how, learn how not to get hurt. Uh, learn, learn how to to talk a criminal down. Give them some little goodie to make them go away. Uh, memorize what you can if they come to take your car, uh, like so you can help pick up the debris of your car when you're done. We saw this. This is we saw some more of this this past week, and it it brings up the old saying give someone an inch and take a mile they've been taking the mile we'll talk about that when we come back northern alliance am 12 a the patriot from elk river to the congo river and cannon falls to niagara falls we go where you go Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. In today's world, is it possible for you to make a solid retirement plan, one that's unshakable? The answer is absolutely yes. Hi, I'm Dale Tondrick. In my new book, Unshakable Retirement, you'll learn my time-tested strategies to make your retirement secure with methods that I've been using with my clients for over 20 years. Contact me and I'll send you a free copy of Unshakable Retirement, 800-799-9316. That's 800-799-9316. Back in 2013, I had an idea that homeowners like you who are looking for new siding, roofing, or windows might prefer one short meeting with an industry expert instead of three long-winded, high-pressure salespeople trying to push only one product, especially if they end up with three separate quotes either way. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. Thanks to you, this is the 10th anniversary of My Three Quotes. I tried to think of a good anniversary special, But then I realized that the service is already free, there's never an obligation to buy, and it's already the easiest possible way to get multiple contractor bids emailed to you without all the hassle. Whether you've already had some bids or are just starting the process, multiple quotes from me are a must with the wide range of prices and quality for siding, roofing, and windows. So let's celebrate 10 years of homeowners doing things the smart and easy way with the best products and installers. Set up an appointment with me today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center, but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors. That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center. RWC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RWC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life. Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make a difference. rwcinfo.org. What is dedication? I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. We are the Northern Alliance, going on 20 years of being the best thing the Twin Cities media has to offer. Say it! Yeah. 651-289-4488. One of the rewards I get, along with money like you can't imagine, fame, recognition, 
benzos and babes, the whole idea. I mean, it's everything you've heard about talk radio is true. I mean, we are just rolling in it here, folks. But one of the greatest benefits uh, above and beyond that even is the people I've been able to make contact with. I mean, not just my former and current co-hosts who have gone on to become some of the best friends of my life, but people from other episodes of my life who've dropped back in out of nowhere. And, And I've had so many of these for starters, I mean, high school classmates who still listen to me back uh, all over the country, back in North Dakota and wherever they've gone all over the world. Even uh, like back in 1986, there was a guy who um, had been on a submarine with my uncle in the late 60s and early 70s, like you know, in the same berthing on a submarine who uh, we don't have the same. It's my mother's brother and we have different last names, but we sound identical. My mother used to call us uh, twins because while we are what, 17, 18 years apart, uh, we sound the same. And with nothing to go by, this fellow who used to be in the same birthing on the USS Snook with my uncle just said, heard me on the radio and called my uncle out in New Jersey and said, do you have a relative on the radio in the Twin Cities? And sure enough, he did. And so he made that connection. I had another one of those just now, someone who was a roommate at boarding school of probably my oldest friend in the world, going back to when I was like four years old back in North Dakota, who said, hey, I know this guy who knows Mitch. It's like, wow. This job has brought me more of these weird, weird in a completely fun way connections and reconnections than I would have ever imagined. I mean, along with chauffeured limos and and money falling from the skies like rain. It's just, that's been the biggest blessing of all. It's just all the the great people that have fallen into my life. And in many cases, back into my life or into it for the first time. It's it's an absolute blessing and a privilege. And I'm talking about this instead of the politics of the day, and I need to fix that. But it's it's all very, very true. I've spent this whole hour so far acknowledging all of these things that are so very important. Here's another thing that's very important. The fact that, really, government only can take your liberty if you let them. I mean, while it is still an elected, uh, self-governing situation, while we still have that to defend, they still have to take your freedom away from you. And they're doing that. Uh, We talked about uh, the city of New York, which just said, go along with the fact that disorder is stealing your freedom. Which, by the way, is part of my refutation of most of your big L libertarians. If you if if mutual agreement doesn't serve to protect order, then prosperity is impossible. And without prosperity, uh, freedom is more or less irrelevant. It's less relevant. I mean, if you're if you're a hunter gatherer, your freedom is irrelevant because you're working from dawn to dusk to not starve if you're lucky. And so. So, so so learning to coexist with disorder means learning to coexist with lack of freedom. And, of course, New York uh, City, then as now, didn't have much of an opinion of individual liberty. I mean, they had complete gun control, probably the most draconian, um, among the most draconian gun control regimes in the United States until 2008. And really, they still, they're still trying to hold on to it around the edges. But they also essentially said there's big parts of New York. I remember the first time I went to New York City, my relatives in the city said, yeah, just don't go on the subway unless you're in part of a group of three or more after eight o'clock at night. Just don't do it. Take a cab. Uh, There's a big part of the city. In fact, the entire part of it underneath ground level, we give it over to the crazies and the criminals after eight o'clock, which struck me as a bizarre way to live. Not only that and just... But the, the assumption that yeah, getting mugged is a part of life, it's what you do for a living in New York City, baloney. You should never have to, 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 to make common cause with evil. And yeah, mugging is evil. Taking that which is not yours is evil. It's theft. It's against one of the commandments. It's wrong. And yet the city of New York and the city of Minneapolis have both said, might as well just learn how to live with the things we can't control because darn sure we're not going to control. I mean, you guys just elected Mary Moriarty. What do you want us to do? Uh, at any rate, city of Minneapolis, um, 
took a, a big stab at equally New York's record by this past week, closing the Stone Arch Bridge after, I believe, seven or eight at night. One of the city's iconic attractions, one of the things in Minneapolis I still genuinely love deep down inside, being able to walk across this 120, 130-year-old bridge, looking down at the Mississippi going by underneath on a beautiful summer night is one of the things that makes Minneapolis what it used to be and should by all rights still be. It's uh, really, it's, and they did it for the entire Independence Day weekend. Uh, closing during the holiday weekend and most of the week, a closure intended to address safety concerns and prevent deaths to general public safety in the parks and the streets. <laughs> As one of my wags said, we had to destroy the village in order to save it. We had to make the celebration irrelevant and push it elsewhere to protect it. You saw how well that worked. It worked about as well as it has every 4th of July since the uh, relative collapse of law and order for regular residents and citizens in Minnesota over the last three years here. Groups of, by some estimates, hundreds of youths roamed the streets, drove around the city looking for residential neighborhoods and commercial neighborhoods alike, to have their firework fights. It, at one point or another, they you, you, there was video taken by Rebecca Brannon, who, by the way, yet again is one of the half-dozen genuine journalists in the Twin Cities media. Uh, not all of them are in the independent conservative media, but it's a much better marker <laughs> than, than one might have uh, hoped 30 years ago. Anyway, Rebecca Brannon filming the film that the Twin Cities mainstream media won't because they are so very committed to the idea that downtown Minneapolis is perfectly safe. It's back, baby. I mean, they were trumpeting the fact that they had two good weekends in a row. I mean, one weekend where you had Pride and Taylor Swift and a Kiwanis convention bringing mobs of people downtown with massive police presence to protect the mobs of people downtown, followed by... Uh, the taste of Minnesota, it having been usurped by Minneapolis from its rightful home in St. Paul, but that's fine, whatever. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, that brought crowds downtown, and let's be honest, crowds in a general sense are safer than being downtown alone. Crowds are a great deterrent to crime. It's why downtown Minneapolis used to be relatively safe. There were people there. No, they're not. And by the way, being around the edge of the crowd, sort of like being on the edge of the herd of zebras in the Serengeti, uh, is the most dangerous place to be. That's where the wolves are. They're not wolves in Africa. That's where the, the cheetahs are. There we go. Thank you. Kind of like being on the edge of the herd of moose. No, moose don't travel in herds. There's not a really great sub-Saharan reference for northern Minnesota. I, I, I'll have to cop to that. Anyway. So after the weekends where we had the major events bringing the crowds of people and their inherent relative safety, I mean, assuming the crowd isn't there with riot in mind, you had the crowds of people roaming the cities, shooting fireworks at people, at each other, at innocent bystanders, at the cops, which the local media will not cover because it goes against the narrative that Minneapolis is back, baby. It's all hunky-dory. It's all looking like 1985 all over again. You know, back when Minneapolis downtown was an awesome place to be, an awesome place to visit, an awesome place to be entertained and to, to participate in, in, a vibrant, in a vibrant social life back before the term vibrant became kind of a bitter joke. Oh, by the way, the city of Minneapolis closed down the Stone Arch Bridge, because that had been the scene of some mischief in the biblical sense of the term last year uh, during the pan uh, during the both years of the pandemic, 2000, 2021, 2020, yeah, there were episodes of, of young ne'er-do-wells doing no good around and about the Stone Arch Bridge last year, so they closed it down. Minneapolis gave them an inch, and they took a mile. I, I think it's fair to say that the crowds of people who were shooting fireworks at each other 
at innocent bystanders and at the police this past week were far larger than the crowds that were roaming around downtown Minneapolis last year shooting at the the condo dwellers who had the political clout to actually get the city of Minneapolis to pay attention and, and respond. By the way, if you're one of those fireworks shooting kids, I, I'd like to work out a compromise here. There's a map that came out this past week of all the neighborhoods in the city that voted to defund the police. I say let's legalize shooting fireworks at people in the neighborhoods that voted to defund the police in 2021. Say Marcy Holmes and Powderhorn, maybe Whittier. They are all, they all voted solidly for the defund question. I, I think that's what should be where you do your fireworks. Let's talk about that. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, We expect our information in real time. U.S. Med carries continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. So call 800-730-8405 today for a free insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as, that's 800-730-8405. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to ruffgreens.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget our roster of values-driven, award-winning podcast hosts extends well beyond just us folks on the air. Check out SalemPodcastNetwork.com for even more brilliant commentary and compelling conversation from Brandon Tatum, Charlie Kirk, Michelle Tafoya, Dinesh D'Souza, you name it, they're all there. AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Networks. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join us. Uh, Vincent Vadness Heights sent us a message saying, yeah, let's, pointing out that the, the pro-life across America spots have been running on this show literally since the beginning. Same spots in some cases. This, 
Which brings up the inevitable realization, says Vince in Badness Heights, that the kids in those spots who did the voiceovers on those pro-life across America spots are now all at least in their late 20s, if not early to mid 30s. Holy cow, where did that come from? At any rate, that's a modest proposal to all the uh, mostly peaceful kids shooting up the uh, the city of Minneapolis with fireworks. It was pointed out that one of the kids who fired a, a large commercial-grade Roman candle at the Minneapolis police has been arrested. He was 17 years old. He is, remains 17 years old. And so there was an arrest. So, yeah, law and order's back in Minneapolis, uh, which should is and should be met by a prediction that that kid will be charged, if at all, by Mary Moriarty with, I don't know, 12th degree disturbing the peace, uh, an infraction level, uh, an infraction level charge. And he'll wind up with, I don't know, probably two hours of community service uh, suspended or time served. Uh, I mean, he'll he'll do nothing. Nothing is going to happen to them. Nothing's going to happen to any of them. Uh, just just you watch. I mean, surprise me. Let me put it that way, Mary Moriarty. Surprise me. <laughs> uh, by the way, we talked earlier in the show about the uh, epidemic of virtue signaling that Big Left threw out over the 4th of July this past week. It's part of something that's been, been one of Big Left's more annoying affectations to be perfectly frank, this last few years, how they will, they've taken it upon themselves as a custom to start any official or semi-official uh, function with a confession, really sort of like a Christian confessional, except, of course, it's to the secular God of, of uh, well, to, to the secular God of political correctness, uh, acknowledging that the event you're holding is on stolen land, which... I mean, if you if you accept the fact that uh, that that it's stolen land, then there must be some as as part of some ongoing uh, crime or or misdeed against people. That be the logical extension to that is well, they they should have some means to get it back, which of course gets uh, sh- shouted down or ignored, quite frankly, until. Until fairly recently, and, and I bring this up because it's been brought uh, back in hilarious relief this past week. One of the companies that was woke uh, before it was cool, in fact, a company that was woke back when the term politically correct uh, was still sincere, uh, was Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. It was started by a couple of hippies in rural Vermont back in the 1960s or 1970s, uh, and it, it it's one of those companies that has always even when i was in college it exuded smug sanctimony the way some people exude bad breath or the way isaiah exudes stupidity i digress ben and jerry's um again yet another product that i i've never bought i've i I don't think i've had i think i had a pint of ben and jerry's 30 years ago i kid you not it was okay it was way more money than I wanted to spend. And even then, it didn't really. Ref- I, while I don't shop my politics, I figured, why am I supporting these people? Anyway, I can't boycott them. Doesn't matter. And by the way, being fairly strict keto these days, I'm not buying any Ben and Jerry's anytime soon. It's like all sugar and lactose. Politics notwithstanding, I mean, it could be black rifle ice cream and I'd still have to turn it down. Um, so. Honestly, the note that I made to them is of no consequence to anyone, but it's sort of like the tweet that I'm about to talk about. Ben and Jerry's on the 4th of July tweeted, and I quote, This 4th of July, it's high time we recognize that the United States exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take action now. And and the tweet included a, a, a graphic saying, This is stolen land. The United States was founded on stolen indigenous land. This 4th of July, let's commit to returning it. And by the way, this is the same sort of pledge you hear at the beginning, maybe not with the the jabbering about returning the land, but the same sort of thing you hear at the beginning. For example, the beginning of Minneapolis and St. Paul school board meetings where there is a pro forma, performative recitation of, yes, this takes place on stolen land but with no action. Now, now, no action intended, no action stated, no action demanded or asked for, because that would be 
committing a little farther than I suspect these people are ready to go. Ben and Jerry went one step further. They proposed the logical action. If you actually believe the land is stolen, make restitution. Give it all back. And they said it in as many words. This 4th of July, let's commit to returning it. To which I responded, (laughs) then do it. Then do it, you creepy old hippies. Liquidate your business. Give it back to the Abenaki tribe, the people who are indigenous. Sometimes one of the branches of the Abenaki is called the Mohicans of James Fenimore Cooper fame. Uh, They are the people who are indigenous to the area around Burlington, Vermont, before Ben and Jerry led the pioneers uh, to eject them to, to points west. I mean, I don't think they're quite that old, but anyway, uh, all of it, liquidate it. Ben Cohen, Jerry Greenberg, yep, back to Europe with you, where, by the way, you can argue about who's stolen what land dating back to the Romans and before, and maybe be just a little bit alarmed at how unconcerned anyone in Europe seems to be about the millennia of land theft behind, and how do I say this, behind every modern state. By the way, I don't know if Ben and Jerry were among the liberals who said if Donald Trump or George W. Bush or or George H. W. Bush or Ronald Reagan were elected president, they were going to up and move to Canada. Uh, All of you progressives who make these performative pledges about land being stolen, who were talking about moving to Canada, but mostly did not because it turns out under Canadian law, none of you are particularly wanted as immigrants. But all of that land is stolen as well. In fact, their tribes in Canada have all the same beefs that tribes here have, every last one. At any rate, until you have actually walked your talk, you can kindly shut up. By the way, representatives of the Abenaki have gone public this last week as of, I believe, yesterday or Thursday, and said, sure, Ben and Jerry, let's start with your corporate campus, which is on Abenaki land. And by the way, is one of the the posher, nicer, more spectacular corporate campi in American corporate life. Yeah, go ahead, turn that over. (laughs) We're interested. If you want to make restitution, we'll start with your corporate campus. Leave the ice cream uh, freezer, by the way. That looks mighty good. For my part, I don't know. I think we need to coin some names of flavors that reflect not the hypocrisy, although hypocrisy is part of it as well. Perhaps the vapid, performative uh, virtue signaling that Ben and Jerry and really the entire left when they yap about things like 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 giving back the land like stolen land pledges like their little in this house signs that talk about all the virtues they to which they supposedly adhere or BLM signs or you name them let's let's talk about ice cream flavors a friend of mine said how about broken treaty swirl or or custard's last stand or sitting bullberry or or casino chocolate chip or and I thought there's a few other possibilities here, like, I don't know, Crazen Horse. Crazy, Crazen. Okay. Uh, chocolate Chunk Papa. It's a takeoff on the Hunk Papa Sioux. It's one of the, uh, Lakota, I should say, one of the, one of the, dry, no? Lakota Lime? I love lime. I love lime everything. I, I would like lime cat litter. Well, okay. How about the last of the macadamias? I think that was a good one. Uh, there's so many ice cream flavors out there. I, I should do a contest. Uh, maple nut moose tracks a good kind of cherry, cherry key chip. Ooh, I like that one. Uh, selectively sovereign sweets. Ooh, that one's that's not mine. I can't take credit for that one uh, or blame one of the two. Either way, these people. Well, if they if the corporate campus is not turned over to the Abenaki. Forthwith, I mean, what with the usual legal time to to carry out the transfer. Although, I guess since the legal system exists on uh, stolen land, we can ignore that as well. Just give it back, Ben and Jerry, 
and be on that first plane back to Eastern Europe before Burlington, Vermont Airport is turned back over to the Abenaki as well. I mean, that does tend to follow, doesn't it? Unless you want to jump on a covered wagon, head back to Ellis Island and sail back. No? I mean, get back to me when you've done any of that. You, Ben and Jerry, should you be listening, and everyone out there who has that same creepy sense of performative, ripe virtue signaling. That's all I have to say about it. Northern Alliance Radio Network. No, it's not. That's I'm going to be on the air talking about this for weeks. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go, no, we'll be right back. From Zambroda to Zambia and Detroit Lakes to some lake in Detroit, we're where you are. Find intelligent talk anytime by streaming AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Come and take a tour of the shores of Lake Phelan, assisted living and memory care. With our gorgeous lake views and spacious apartments, you experience resort-style living in a park-like setting. Our care team is in the building 24-7, and we have great food and engaging activities. The shores of Lake Phelan is excellence in senior living every day. Located between Lake Keller and Lake Phelan. Visit theshoresoflakephelan.com. That's theshoresoflakephelan.com. Thinking about climbing Pikes Peak? You can get this radio station there, too. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. We're always on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Say, play The Patriot, Minneapolis. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Jack Tomczak coming up next at the top of the hour. He knows where the bodies are buried in Minnesota politics, and he's not afraid to dig them up. Oh, I don't like that image whatsoever. Now, we're going to have to go back and try again on that. Uh, By the way, my band Elephant in the Room uh, coming up tonight, uh, 7.30 till 10.30 at the Excelsior Brewing Company in none other than Excelsior. I'm looking forward to playing there. It'll be our first time there. Uh, nice stage, nice room, great beer if you drink beer. Boy, I wish I did right now. It's good stuff. Uh, but they do a pretty mean seltzer, too, come to think of it. Hmm. At any rate, hope you see you there, 10, uh, 7.30 till 10.30 tonight, Elephant in the Room, uh, live and in person. Uh, phone call on the line from St. Paul. Uh, Tom, welcome to the Northern Alliance. You are on the air. Well, Mitch, I just wanted to 
play along with the Ben and Jerry's uh, ice cream names um, in light of the the events of the week. And so I I I thought maybe uh, a double chocolate Chippewa was a uh, was a good flavor, perhaps. Ooh, the, uh, ju- the East German judge gives you a three point eight. Everyone else is above. Uh, everyone else is above a five. Well oh, done, no. perfectly good. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, that's a good one. And um, and and by the way, the more full of contempt, the better. But that was still pretty good. <laughs> better better than most of mine. Although I kind of like Crazen Horse. I'm not going to lie. Maybe I'm the only one. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. The number to call. I, as I mentioned during my pre-show shout out, uh, I I saw Sound of Freedom last night. Didn't know what to expect. I did hear a great interview uh, with both uh, Jim Caviezel, the star, and uh, Tim Bullard, the, the person, the real-life federal agent whom Caviezel plays. And it did not prepare me for what uh, was in the movie. And, and by the way, when I say what was in the movie, it's a great movie. It's be forewarned. It is about sex trafficking of children and the fight against it and the realities of it uh, horrific that they are i mean the first half of the movie was intensely upsetting i say this as a parent and by the way without any spoilers uh as a as a, as a former single parent who raised a couple of kids and and without i don't think it's much of a spoiler uh, the <laughs> A, a a father raising two kids on his own is the first victim uh, of of the traffickers, and provides at least part of the motivation for the rest of the movie. I it's a great it's an excellent movie. I will say, the first half is intense to the point where it's too much for some people. It really is. It it and, and I've heard it compared. A friend of mine compared it to watching Schindler's List. Almost impossible to sit through. So upsetting. Schindler's List, you have the advantage of knowing how the story ends in a good and bad sense of the term. Another person brought up uh, Saving Private Ryan, the first 20, 15, 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Again, uh, also wrenching, also upsetting, jarring, uh, but in a different way. I mean if you don't know how the Battle of Omaha Beach went and the war that followed it, you've probably been under a rock of some kind. I mean, you know how it ends up. And if you've studied any military history at all, you know that war is horrible and ugly and a tragic, gory waste of young life. That's that's a given. But this one, you don't know where it's going. I mean, they've been pretty good about not giving out a lot of details. Hollywood certainly didn't because here's a spoiler I will give you. Jim Caviezel has a little, they don't have a blooper reel in this movie, but they do have Jim Caviezel doing a a bit towards the end saying, yeah, this movie, Hollywood sat on this movie for five years, which, by the way, uh, brought a bit of a gasp from the crowd because the crowd, you could tell they were on board. It was interesting. Um, I was... At a an urban theater, and the bulk of the crowd there last night were people who are stereotypically, perhaps, uh, noted to do a lot of verbalizing their reactions during movies. Let's just say, and it's a it's a social stereotype and and something that comedians talk about. And now I live in the city; it's it's not. It's a stereotype, and it's a stereotype that to some extent exists for a reason. Let's be perfectly honest. And they stopped talking bright and early in the movie. There were no exclamations of alarm or shock or disbelief or humor. After about the first five minutes of the movie, everyone was just riveted. And on the other hand... Uh, when when Jim Caviezel at the end of the movie said, yeah, Hollywood sat on this for five years to keep the message from getting out, the crowd got vocal again. Well, are you kidding me? They were not impressed by Hollywood. Hollywood has to be impressed, by the way, at the movie's performance, a movie that Hollywood tried to squelch may or may not have outperformed the new Indiana Jones movie, which is one of the big summer tent poles, the movies that, that Hollywood is depending on paying its bills with. 
the the grosses are fairly close to each other, but then you have to remember Indiana Jones and whatever it's called, which I haven't seen and likely won't. Uh, was cost over two hundred million dollars to make. Uh, Sound of Freedom fourteen million, so it's all profit. And uh, let's just say this. The first uh, half of the movie is almost unbearably intense and wrenching in a way that I have no way to describe, have no way to prepare you for. If you are a parent or if you have a conscience, it is going to beat you over the head like a moral baseball bat. The second half is a little slower. I don't want to say draggier. I will say it. The plot, after about the first half, stretches out a little bit, takes a little longer to develop, works on some ideas, let them, lets them roll around in the cognitive mouth, as it were, for a while uh, before going back to being wrenching and intense. And I will say the performances of the children uh, were amazing, especially, again, no spoilers, but the young Honduran girl, around whom the first part of the movie is, uh, really the entire movie is centered. Astounding performance uh, by, I think, someone who's probably not even 12 years old yet. Uh, It was, uh, which only adds to the horror of what is you inevitably feel if you have a human conscience or soul, which is the intent. The movie is about child sex trafficking, exactly as awful uh, a practice as it as the words themselves indicate to you uh, about the things that make the market as well for child sex trafficking exist. The fact that you have a lot of people in America addicted to the thought of that kind of thing. Just to make you a little more sick, the Minnesota State Legislature this past session took out the reference in the State Human Rights Act that says attraction to younger people younger than 18 is not protected by the state human rights act which doesn't legalize pedophilia it just opens the door for a court case that will make wanting it to be legal no longer a fireable offense among other things i urge you to see the movie but forewarned is forearmed it's not easy it's intense it needs to be for this subject Anyway, Jack Tomczak up next. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. For 30 years, Robbinsdale Women's Center, known as RWC, is the first step for women facing unplanned or unwanted pregnancies. The majority of women they serve are seeking or considering abortion, but through their free services, including an ultrasound and parenting program, women are empowered to choose life for their babies. Last year, 279 moms gave life to their babies thanks to support they received from Robbinsdale Women's Center. That's 279 children born, enough to fill nearly six school buses. You can make a huge difference in these women's lives by giving to RWC. Your gift will bring hope and life. Robbinsdale Women's Center needs your help so more women can have the opportunity and support to choose life. For more information on RWC's life-affirming work or to donate, go to rwcinfo.org. rwcinfo.org. Robbinsdale Women's Center. Saving lives, changing lives since 1992. Make a difference today at rwcinfo.org. That's rwcinfo.org. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Minnesota High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. 
What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.